Welcome back to the Carly Pilk Boys podcast. I'm David Ferrier. With Stephen Merchant. We are up to Series 2, Episode 24. Zach, we're back in the same room, on the same page. We've listened to the same episode. It, it did still sound a little bit... Uh, that wasn't the most full-bodied Steve Merchant you've ever given. No, I'm still a little under the weather, but I'm happy to be here broadcasting live from the Puss Dungeon. <laughs> I'm in front of the mirror where all the action went down. Right there on that floor. It was pus central the other day, but you'll notice I'm sitting down quite comfortably. Oh, okay. Antibiotics have done their job. So, for now... Oh, wow, that worked quickly. I know. Yeah, the cleanup after my ass explosion was very quick. They were in there with their hazmat suits, um, <laughs> mopping it up, and uh, now I'm just on, on watch for any, um, you know, just to see if my butt goes crazy again in the near future. you got to feel for GPs, don't you? Because... It's a crab shoot when a patient walks through the door. Like it could be a cough, it could be an arsis. <laughs> you could end up sitting there with a 35-year-old man leaning over, showing you a photo of their pussy butt um, when it exploded, which is what happened twice. Um, yeah, no, I'm all good. And um, we're indoors. It's warm. I know in the UK, if you're listening right now as we're recording this, it is the end of July 2022, if you're listening to this in the future. Uh, Right now, very, very hot in the Uh, UK. 40 degrees. Would you believe it? Heat apocalypse. Mm. How are they calling it? I don't know. They should be. Some type of apocalypse. Uh, In Australia, it would be called regular summer. Thursday. (laughs) Uh, It is pretty hot. I mean... I, when I saw heat apocalypse on the news, I'm like, I'm going to click on this and have a good laugh at the UK. What is it? 29 degrees? And then I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. No, enough. it wasn't. That, that's pretty hot. Seeing the pictures of like fires and stuff, I was like, that is pretty remarkable. And I, I, I didn't I, think I'd say that. I complain about Brisbane in the winter because our houses aren't made for the cold. But one thing our houses are made for are 40 degree heats. We've oh, all yeah. got balconies. They're raised up so the air can move underneath. I thought that was for floods. Or is it both? Uh, good question. Don't know. But I was thinking of people in these uh, 500-year-old brick houses. Yeah, that to <laughs> that, get into, you need to walk down a staircase, which is the only way in and the only way out. And, there's, you know, it's fully it's designed to trap the heat. Yeah, so I thought, oh, that's probably pretty warm. Yeah, that would be very unpleasant. No, we've got, you know, look up the Queenslander houses. That's what everyone lives in. in Louis's house. Yeah, Bluey's house, yeah. Um, mine's not. Mine's a double brick old unit. Yeah, well, you it's live an old in fire a station. fire station. But no fire pole, disappointingly. I know. Um, I feel ripped off on that, but they're, they're, even the water pressure is uh, disappointing. I might have already done that joke on this show, so I'll move on. Um, <laughs> Wait, hang on. Do you have local gear? Huh? <laughs> do you have like gear that you do on the when you show people around the apartment? Do you have a set list? No. When I tell people, <laughs> when I tell people I live in a fire station, I go, yeah, but for for a fire station, the water pressure is pretty disappointing. Yeah. I w- I want to be able to dis- disperse a crowd with the water pressure. I don't know if that makes much sense because rarely would the fire engine be fighting fires in their home base. Mud world, don't it? <laughs> okay. Sorry, am I overanalyzing? The gag. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've really you've picked it apart. Actually, the logic there doesn't make sense. It's not it's not firemen who use high pressure hoses to disperse crowds. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I want it to take off my eyebrows, but no. It would be, so if it was in an old ambulance dispatch, you might say, "Oh, but it was a bit dusty, and I coughed a lot." <laughs> would that be the, would that be a similar gag? <laughs> Whoa. 
we're on the men, but this chair. Apologies for that. It's very, very creaky. But yes, we're indoors with the heater on. So, you know, I'm the different hemisphere is crazy. It's winter down here. I actually love that chat. I know that it's like cliched, bad small talk. But I, when I talk to someone overseas, I want to see what time it is. I want you to show me what it looks like out the window. Crazy. <laughs> the sun's up over there. I find that genuinely interesting. <laughs> We've all just learned a little something about Zach. Today's show is Series 2, Episode 24. What is your Heat Magazine-style headline for this show? Wild brawl breaks out on XFM's radio show. Proper punch. Mm. Uh, we'll get to that in the air check. HR complaint. Broadcast February 1st, 2003, this uh, episode. Number one in the UK charts was still Stop Living a Lie by David Snedden. I have looked ahead next week. A brilliant all-time song takes over um, for a number of weeks. It's a one-hit wonder. Tribute, I'll leave that with tribute you. Tribute by Jack Black. No, I think 2003, yeah. is that a little too early for that? Oh. No, it, it's a song. It's a it's a song in a band that came and went with immense force. Crazy Frog. It's sort of on that level. Anyway, movies that were released the day before this show in the UK include the French movie Irreversible, which I asked you about before we started recording. You haven't seen it. It is um, one of them. It's one of those movies I remember because I was in high school in two thousand three. That in the years following, it was one of those movies that was talked about in hushed terms. About like, you know, there's the time before you've watched that movie and the time after. It's that intense. Okay. And uh, Roger Ebert called it a movie so violent and cruel that most people will find it unwatchable. (laughs) So, get the whole family together and enjoy Irreversible. Like, is unwatchable what you want your film to be reviewed (laughs) as? So violent, it's unwatchable. What what is a movie that has been you think unwatchable? I think like that. I think Twelve Years a Slave is so. Like, have you seen that movie? No, I came out just, of it in the uh, cinema and was just watch. like, that was torture. Heavy. I've never seen Passion of the Christ, but I've heard similar sort of things. But oh, there's a movie called The Raid and The Raid Two, which is a Indonesian like fighting movie, but they make a point of doing close ups when oh, people's no. heads hit like the corners of curbs and stuff like that. Um, not for violent reasons, but I thought Knives Out was unwatchable. Really? Couldn't watch it. I turned it off 10 minutes in because it was causing me so much distress. For what reason? Because I thought it was bad. You're not into your Cluedo whodunit caper? It felt like a sketch that went for, like the introduction, 15 minutes is just doing these, these talking heads where they're interviewing people like that it's a documentary but I just could not care less about any of them. And I'm like, this is, I feel like clawing my eyes out. This is so hard to watch. That's a hot take from Zach Mander. If was it, is this not shared by other people? Well, there's a, they're doing a sequel. It was quite successful. I saw it at the cinema and quite enjoyed it. Oh, really? Uh, Daniel Craig's accent was a bit ridiculous, but that guy, the filmmaker, I've enjoyed his uh, his movies. And he's, he's no, I'm not a fan. Good at handling the, uh, it was, a, you know, I was trying to work out who done it. Um, what's his name? Ah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Johnson. There you go. Uh, all the bad the man guys. who ruined Star Wars, as Zach likes to say. I'm not sure if I saw. No, I did see his Star Wars. I didn't see the follow-up one with J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. Um, 
all his bad guys have eye patches. And it doesn't seem like that he's doing it ironically. Bruce Willis wasn't wearing an eye eye patch Uh, in Looper. Brothers Bloom, I think it is. Have you seen that? I have. I've seen. I, I saw. I went and saw Brick, the movie that he self-financed with yeah. um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah, who I'm a I huge fan cool. of. Well, maybe uh, I thought Looper was awful as well. The first three quarters is great, and you're like, "How's this going to pay off?" In the worst way possible. I've forgotten what is. They the just introduce like alert. a monster in like the in the third act. Oh, do they? But there's no real reference to it beforehand. <laughs> What else does he make? No, it's like not a monster. It's like magic. It's a kid with magic powers or something. Yeah, that's right. And he like kills one of the bad yeah, guys with his. Yeah, he's almost like he has a similar from memory. The similar sort of just reaching your hand out and something happens. Powers that Eleven in Stranger Things seems to have. Yeah, I'm not. But it doesn't have the upside. Um, Star Wars, I thought was an interesting idea. It wasn't that that one where it all happens on the ship. Basically, yeah, I liked the idea that they weren't. Um, there was a bit of a new take on Star Wars. I liked, but um, generally, yeah, Knives Out I thought was unwatchable. So the next one is called Glass Onion. Zach will not be there opening day. Uh, the other movie that came out the day before this episode was Catch Me If You Can. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, the competition to win a signed print of the Carl's Childhood illustration is still up. You just have to be a Patreon to be involved. Assistant producers get one entry. Seniors get two. Executive producers get three. And uh, that's it, actually, because the content director, you get one if you are lucky enough to snag that tier. Uh, I just showed you, Zach, they've arrived, the actual A4 prints. Mm, they look great. Pretty good. Pretty good. No um, no complaints there. Anyway, let's get on to the air check of Series 2, Episode 4. Uh, this is your first time listening to this episode. We You listened to the right one this week. Can confirm. Break one. Ricky comes in hot. He's putting Carl under a lot of scrutiny. Um, did you th- feel like this was the continuation of a tone shift? Because I thought, wow, he's starting in like he's just... Carl's annoyed because the neighbors woke him up. Oh, sorry, the um, some workers woke him up at seven o'clock. But Ricky's just giving him nothing. He's just on top of him. Yeah, and he kind of goes angrily after that idea. Yeah, he's really trying to get under his skin. Um, Ricky says that builders start early because they get paid a day rate. I don't think that's true, is it? What are you asking me for? Well, I wondered because I made me wonder. I've always thought that builders start early to escape the heat of the day so that they're finished at a time before it gets way too hot. This is this is London in February. Yeah, well, that's what so made 7 me... So 7am. That's be, what made me reconsider it. It wouldn't even be light yet. Like, the sunrise would have only barely been happening. True. But that's totally true here. Yeah, so I don't know why they start right. early. If anyone can tell us, get in touch. Uh, we hear Ricky's impression of Carl. Is truly, truly mocking him. And Carl says he doesn't want to use earplugs because he thinks he wouldn't hear if his building was burning down and he was asleep with earplugs in. Yeah. Well, do you use earplugs? No, I've tried. I actually agree with Carl. I don't think he said it there, but, like, I can hear my heartbeat. That's too Um, much for you. It's a bit distracting. Also, I have tinnitus in my left ear, so I actually like a bit of noise. Yeah, drowns it out. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Like, I'll have a fan going in no matter what the temperature is. Oh, really? Just for the white noise. Yeah. 
How does that go with uh, co-sleeping? Brooks is pretty okay with it. She was open to it. Was yeah, she understands. Were you like, hey, hey, just I've got to do this. It was in my Hinge profile. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> Tell me something about. That's not a bad idea, to be honest. Just like here are my little quirks that some people might find uh, divisive. Mm. Don't you think? I don't know. What would be yours? Hi, Zach. Nice to meet you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. A bit of a germaphobe, maybe. People might be upset about that. Like, for example, last night my wife threw me a, um, a box of tissues and it fell face down on the floor. And when I got them out, I pulled one out first and got the second one. And she laughed and she said, I knew you were going to do that. I knew as soon as it hit the ground that you wouldn't take the top one. <laughs> that you and my friend Evan, I watched him. I walked in when we worked together, walked into the kitchen. Evan was in there. I saw him uh, drop a paper towel. Yeah. So he, sorry, he used it to dry his hands, threw it at the bin, it bounced off and hit the floor. He grabbed another paper towel to pick up that paper towel mm. and then put them both in the bin. I'm trying to get better sometimes. I kind of rationalise it by being like, well, you know, it's good for you to eat stuff off the floor sometimes, <laughs> build up a bit of an immune system. But my default would be, yeah, a little bit. Three second rule. A little bit like um, have those tendencies. Mm. Okay. So that would be on Zach's. Hinge profile. It'd be hard to avoid with a kid, though. That's what, that's really, that has challenged that. <laughs> the germaphobe. Yeah, because they're pretty filthy. <laughs> it's put like they just. If your kid falls on the floor, you can't grab another kid to pick well, up they're, that. They're kid. quite sticky. <laughs> yeah. You know. And there's always something coming out of somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, break two. Steve is petitioning to lose Rockbusters. He's really cranked up the pressure. Uh, uh, Ricky, did I, say, did I say Steve or did yeah, I say Ricky? Said, yeah, Steve. good, good. Um, Ricky teases the film quiz thing. He thinks it's the best thing they've ever come up with. Do you agree, Zach? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's definitely the most uh, the most sophisticated thing they've come up with in the sense of like a concept. It's the most technically yes. impressive. Yes. Like they don't usually have openers or jingles or... Produced bits. Actually, Carl's come up with all the produced bits because oh, the closest yeah. to it is those interviews that he's done. And we don't usually have snacks while we're eating. Yeah, I know. I've I'm decided eating, to stop eating. Yeah, I need to stop. <laughs> we're eating Krispy Kreme donut glazed TV snacks. Yeah. I bet. There's some discussion about um, the useless, the quote, useless blind clairvoyant on Christian's breakfast show. You ever done like a clairvoyant thing in radio? No, I've, I've no, panelled shows where they... Where they do that. Yes, yeah, kind of a classic. Probably of that era. It's not done as much anymore. Um, We're going to get Christian on our, on this show, by the way. What happened I tried. To yeah, did it just fall, by the way? He side? replied, and then I followed up to try to organize a specific time, and then he blanked me, and then I followed up a few more times, and just no reply. One day. Come on, Christian. Come on, Christian. Yeah, well, I work for the company he works for now. There you go. Send an internal memo. Yeah, all stuff. I'll get it from, um, I could send it from my work account, which I have never logged into. So that might be difficult. I'll leave that with you. That can be a project. Yep. Or just go down to. Did you feel like that he was just forgot? Because that's fine. You know, that happens. Things just get away. Or do you feel like he's like, get the message. I don't want to talk about it. He's a busy man. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming so it's you don't just think not a. It's not like, oh, I don't want to talk about 
Ricky and Carl. Maybe. Maybe. Because I have got that vibe before from other people that I was following up on things that they verbally agreed to do. And then it was very confusing to me. You know, when you follow up and you're like, I don't, they said they would do it. Mm. You keep following up and just getting no reply. And it wasn't until years later I realized, oh, they just felt awkward in the moment. Yes. Yeah. If and, only they could give you the the courtesy that Daryl Summers gave you and send a, an email from his secretary saying, I've never heard of your show. There's no yeah. publicity about it. What are you on about? One of Australia's most well-known kind of heritage entertainers, been on TV for 40 years, um, sent a reply to an interview request, absolutely going hard over the fact that he had never heard of us and that he was going to decline the interview request. Yeah, not just saying no, but saying, not only am I going to say no, but I'm also going to insult you personally Yeah, and, and it, your show. It did make us consider maybe what he thinks his position is, how it's thought of. Like, you know, because it's not, he hasn't done anything relevant for 20 years. Dancing with the Stars, what are you talking about? Uh, He's yeah. been brought back as the host. I was like, oh. Australia demanded it. We want Daryl. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that's strange. You could have just said no. But the fact he went to an effort to to really make it known that he didn't like us was strange. The funny, like, um, sorry, phone's ringing. HeyHey.tv is one of the funniest things. It's just we'll, we'll get back to the show, but that, so – Daryl Summers hosted a, like a, a, what do you call them? Like a um, variety show. A variety show called Hey Hey It's Saturday. It used to be appointment viewing. For like 30 years. Through the, like, when I was a kid in like the 90s, it was like every, everyone got around to watch Hey Hey. It's the only like variety comedy show. Closest thing we've had to like a chat show, aside from like Rove. It had puppets. It was great fun. They have, the production company, Summers Carol, have set up a Netflix style website called heyhey.tv where you can pay a monthly subscription to stream the full archive of that show. It would be the equivalent of someone like like a, a Graham Norton or someone, just yep. someone with a variety comedy show. But it's not held in the same esteem oh, as no. that show. Charging money to watch, like the last new episode was over a decade ago. Oh, at least. Yeah. And then that was only a revival. So that's, you know, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that very, fact very niche. kind of made me feel like maybe, like if you were one to think that there was such demand for people to watch the 900 episodes from 1980, <laughs> that you're going to charge people to do it or not. Like instead of, if you were just uploading them to YouTube, I could kind of understand that. But the fact mm. that you're going to charge people no, no, made no. me <laughs> think like, oh, okay, this is interesting. People will, on people's list of priorities, it'll be Netflix, Disney Plus, HeyHey.TV. Um, hey, all power to him. <laughs> Sure. I mean, we're charging people to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, Carl says something that I want to save as like a go-to thing to play on this show. And I've certainly uh, felt the need to say it here. I've felt the need to say it on actual radio and it is this. But yeah, I don't know what we're talking about there. <laughs> I think that was after the brawl. <laughs> Just a true... Well, no, that... that uh, that is just before um, he gets into uh, insulting Carl mm. for the way that he looks. Uh, and Steve literally punches him and then they just go into a song. 
Yeah. And I don't just I just think about like what it's like to do a radio show and just imagine being in a position where that is what ends up happening on the show and just like they just could not care less. Like that the big end to that break was come here, I'm gonna punch you. And like that was a real punch. Mm. Alright, let's play a song. I have heard that a number of times. That's a bit that they might have started. And when I say bit, I do in inverted commas, but there's been a number of radio shows uh, in our city who have punched each other in studio, but but not as a joke. Really? Mm. All right, well, we might have to continue that conversation off air. And that was a real punch is actually a line that was heard in a similar a similar context as over the intro of a song, <laughs> but kind of done in anger. See, I thought I knew a lot of the gossip of... <laughs> Things that have happened on radio shows, but that's news to me. And I'm not even referencing one incident. There's multiple. Wow. That, like, being in a radio studio with people that you secretly don't like, it can can bring out the worst. It can be a powder keg. Uh, Yeah. Waiting to explode into a punch. They're not doing that here, though. They're mucking around. Yeah. In break three, um, Steve says how people come up to him saying that they'd love to be Ricky Gervais's mate. Uh, which then leads to a story of Carl actually hanging out with Ricky, going out for a drink, and he says uh, what it's like to go home to Suzanne after being out with Ricky. There's nothing that I can tell her we've been talking about that she'll show any interest in. <laughs> she said, well, you must remember something. I said, I can't, I can't. She goes, no, something, just anything that you're talking about. What are you talking about? I said, right, the one I remember, <laughs> one of the topics that came up was... Imagine that the only way to have a kid was you had to sleep with a squid. <laughs> How many kids would you have? <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I thought the idea of like what Suzanne must be thinking yeah. of like how they spend their time. And you just couldn't get a much better example of just utter rubbish. Uh, what a hypothetical. But why is like it's Fascinating because um, later in this episode, Carl's not interested in the uh, the Neanderthal that they discovered. The five thousand year old man, yeah. But he's he's endlessly fascinated by a ghost or something like that. Now Ricky is often condemning Carl's topics as not having much weight to them or not meaning anything or who cares. But he does love these hypotheticals. That are just dribble. Do you know what I mean? That are just fun, meaningless. He, he's always putting those at Carl and he loves it. But I suppose that that's a playful thought exercise that you can draw like humor out of. And they're not, but they're not serious. They're not being treated as like serious that's things that could happen. But the fun thing with Carl is he takes, he seems to take them very seriously and tries to give the best answer. Um, but then when he brings forward a piece of information, a story about a ghost, a woman who saw herself as a child while right. riding a bike. But he might. He presents that as serious. There's sort of like a the-, the theme of this episode is that ongoing debate. Yes. Is Carl bringing this information that he thinks is interesting, Ricky and Steve going, that's complete twaddle, and, and them trying to understand each other. Yeah. So you're saying with the ghost thing, if it was kind of like, um, hey, i got a question about ghosts for you, Carl. Uh, if there was a ghost in your house and they were getting annoyed that you were listening to the TV too loud, mm-hmm. would you turn it down? <laughs> like that was something that 
might be yeah a question he might be interested in. Not, yeah. Hey, do you think ghosts are real? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see the difference. Yeah, and it perhaps asks, well, well, what do they want to watch? Could I put on, well, not Ghostbusters. That would be like a horror movie for them, but maybe the movie Ghost. I used to think Ghostbusters was a horror movie because I was so young. Yeah, yeah. I, it wasn't it until I was like a teenager that I realised it was a comedy. I was terrified of the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, well, that's got thrilling elements, Which doesn't does, it? does, yeah. yeah. It's not a comedy. Like, um, Ghostbusters is like a buddy comedy. It is. But again, like it just, like anything, it has, anything that has a jump scare moment is basically like under a certain age, I couldn't really you know watch it. Ghostbusters that age was 28. When they're uh, in the sewer and there's all that goo. Can't, like, I can't remember much of Ghostbusters 2. That's yeah, the one right. with the big marshmallow man. No, that's Ghostbusters that's 1. That's 1. Yeah, I think I was um I was over my neighbor's house having like a sleepover and I like I can't do this. We're watching horror movies. This How is old too much you? me. Uh I don't know. Eight. Well, we can figure it out probably. When did it come out? Uh before you were born, probably. Oh, the eighties, yeah. Well when did it come out on VHS? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but whatever. In the nineties sometime. Um yeah, and what 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 ended up happening? Did I you I think I went home crying? Because like oh, I can't, you know, I can't do this. It came out in 1989, so... That was the year I was born. No, yeah, that was one of the only times I ever left. You actually went home because mm. you were like, I've had enough. I was well, like, he's showing me he's showing me horror movies. That's what I said. I couldn't... Too. I couldn't... I didn't know they were comedies. I wasn't laughing. You know, when... um, It was like the famous line where he's like, it's like cats and dogs or cats are having sex with dogs. It's pandemonium or something like that. I don't. I still don't know what that means. Like, I don't really understand why that's funny. And so, and so, like when I was a kid, I was like, "Well, this is a horror what? movie." <laughs> I don't understand. I any don't of the understand jokes. it. And that is scary to me. Yeah, that's. I don't. I like Bill been. Murray. I don't really understand a lot of it, even now. Do you? In Ghostbusters, do you know why he's funny? We might have to watch it. There's a whole debate around Bill Murray characters in movies, particularly through the 80s and 90s, and that, like, he is, like, there's some, there's some college movie where it's, like, if you actually break it down, it's, like, he's an, an older man who is hanging out with college students and being an asshole, yeah. and yet he was the cool guy. Um, well, I know that, I'm not saying Ghost, I enjoy Ghostbusters. I like Ghostbusters. I like the films. I like Bill Murray in them, but I don't really understand... Why it's funny. Like, no one has been able, like, I've never really looked into it, but I mean, like, no one was like, oh, it's, he, I think it's because he's like the nonchalantness. Is it like how casual he is? I, I remember. He's like a cool kind of guy. Yeah, the funny line from the first one. Yes, it's true. This man has no penis. Yeah, okay. That thing. I don't know. We'll save it for our Busting Ghostbusters podcast. Yeah, sure. well, I need to re, I need to go back and watch uh, Ghostbusters too. Um, but watching hot, scary movies too young. If you were around eight or nine, I remember I was nine when my. Anytime I go into a story, I'm worried I've already told it. No, you so haven't. Far, I have. Okay, uh, my friends, one of my best friends, stepdad, let us watch uh, the R-rated vampire horror movie from dusk till dawn. No, no good. And um, I had horrible nightmares for. Weeks afterwards, there's yeah. a scene where they've like 
huddled themselves up in a back room and they're looking out down a hallway and the, the vampires are coming down the hallway towards them. My friend's room was at the end of the hallway. We went to bed, the, hall, the door was open and I was just like, my eyes were saucers, just bolt wide open, staring down that hallway. And, of course, my friend who's just like desensitized to stuff because he's watching R-rated movies all the time, sound asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have watched it since I've become an adult and it's like a Robert Rodriguez, like I think Quentin Tarantino wrote it. He's in it. George Clooney, like it's pretty wacky. Like they go into that bar and someone tries to steal a drink with a whip and the guy goes, uh-uh-uh, and leans back and then he has like a cock gun. Like it's complete ridiculousness. <laughs> but when you're nine, all you see- the Vampires. It's vampires. And scary. That and didn't seem appropriate for a nine-year-old. That wasn't a good decision by the stepdad. But what was really- Classic stepdad move. What was uh, really over the line, I thought, was when he painted his face white and put the fangs in and came in halfway through the night, <laughs> kicking down the door. Dave! Boom! <laughs> How's everybody sleeping? <laughs> no, yeah. I couldn't even... No, man, I, this is what I'm saying. I couldn't watch, like, comedy movies with ghosts in them. <laughs> right. Let alone... I don't think I watched a horror movie till I was, like, a teenager. What was your first horror, horror movie? I think Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> Poor Jeepers Creepers Tell me you were a teenager in the 2000s without telling me exactly. Yeah, I was like 14 at a sleepover. And even that, I only watched like half of it because I couldn't. It was just like. Did you go home again? I didn't that time. Did you call your mum on your Nokia Nokia 3310? No, I didn't sleep that night though. And we played cricket the next day and I fell asleep in the outfield just standing there. And my dad was not particularly happy because, and I can understand that. They're paying money for me to play cricket. He's given up his morning to drive me around. And he's like, did you sleep last night? And also, night? doesn't cricket go for two days straight? It was like half day. They go for like four hours. Yeah. That's a long time. How did you, what do you mean you slept standing up? Well, you know, you're just like, you're standing there and then you don't, like it's kind of like a micro sleep. Like a few minutes pass and you can't really remember them. And yeah. then you're like, oh, well, what's going a, on? A cricket ball to the ghoulies. But back wake in those up. days, you could stay up all night and it not really affect you that much. Yeah. Like you'd be fine the next day almost until you went to bed the next night. Like 30 hours, 35 hours, that was fine. I was never that guy. I was never the stay up all night guy. Oh, really? I get incredibly anxious if it gets too late because <laughs> then it, if, if the sun starts to come up. What, you're throwing I, off the Well, because I panic rhythm. and I go, guys, it's almost tomorrow and we haven't slept yet. Yeah. And that means I'm a full then a full day behind. If I'm still awake when people are starting to wake up, yeah, there's something really messes with me about that. I still don't. I don't like. I've done it a couple of times. Never yeah. enjoyed it. Hard well done it. We're learning a lot. Um, Carl, Carl, after this chat about uh, you know going home to Suzanne after a night out with Ricky, he. Uh, goes into what he was getting up to while Suzanne was watching TV, Midsummer Murders, which he's not a fan of, which was reading a magazine about two identical twins who married each other. I tried to, I looked this up, identical twins that married each other. Not the same story that Carl saw, but this is an article from February of this year from USA Today. Identical twins married identical twins. Now their children are cousins and siblings. Wrap your head around that. Identical oh. twins who married identical twins, their offspring are cousins, cousins and siblings. Let that percolate as yeah. I read this. How does that work? When Brianna and Brittany Slayers met male twins Josh and Jeremy Slayers oh my goodness, in they 2018. Both did the alliteration thing. 
Uh, they said it felt like the men had just walked out of our twin dreams. The twin couples had double proposal, had a double proposal, double wedding, and gave birth to children nine months apart. Britney Slayers told USA Today they have quaternary twins, which is when two children are born less than nine months apart to identical twin mothers and identical twin fathers. So they had twins. So the kids are biologically a kind of twin as well because both sets of parents are twins. (laughs) But their siblings are all just cousins, not siblings. Hang on. Here's a quote. Uh, The Slayers are parents to Jet, who turned one in January, and Jax, who will turn one in April. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. Are we allowed to judge people's names? Um, Jet and Jax? Well, it's just the, they, they, they seem to be really doing, they're still doing the alliteration thing. There was Jeremy and Joshua, wasn't there, and Brittany and Bethany? Well, that, yeah. So they, oh, there's a theme. I don't want to come across as too judgmental, but I will be judgmental. You know how they say, like, well, if you call a baby Jeeves, yeah. And they're sort of, you think you're limiting their career options to being a butler? Sure. What's what happens if you uh, call your kid Jet or Jax? Well, Jet Pilot is, that's a pretty that's good. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good. Jet's pretty popular. These is days. it really? Yeah. Well, you're a parent. You, yeah, you'd know. Mm. Yeah. But would you, you know, are you going to get Professor Jet? <laughs> Actually, that would sound Yeah, cool. that sounds like it's from Pokemon. Dr. Jax. Um, Brianna, it's a bit bogan, is what I guess what, yeah, I, right. what I'm tiptoeing around. Um, Those things kind of uh, they come around. They have you? Did you read Freakonomics? They did like a study on this that like names that are considered low SES versus high SES they just cycle through because the, the, sometimes the lower SES are trying to look rich, socioeconomic. Yeah, so like um, something. What's what's the last S? Good question. Don't know. Oh. Um, socioeconomic standings. Standing might be, but you know, I think Tiffany was an example they used in the UK. Started as like very high, uh, faluting, I guess, and then it moved down because people are trying to aspire to be like that. I wonder where like Khaleesi is on yeah, that well, I don't current know. Yeah. I don't rotation. Know. I don't know if that's still true today. This was a while ago. Uh, okay, so the uh, Salyers, blah, 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 uh, Brianna said their children are more than first cousins. Quote, such children are not only cousins but also full genetic siblings who are the same age, making them a very rare type of sibling set. That no, they're not. They were born nine sense. months apart. How are they siblings? Are they just saying genet- uh, their DNA is extremely similar? I think that's what I got. But then so, it's from different people, though. Here's the here's how they met. Like if you for example, if I if my dad was an identical twin, his twin wouldn't also be my dad. <laughs> now I can identify that's a different person. That's my uncle. But I think biologically he might be because <laughs> he's identical. I don't think so. Anyway, the pairs met at the annual Twins Day Festival in Twinsburg, Ohio in 2018 and had a joint engagement at a park called Twin Lakes. Mm. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot, isn't there? It's like Carol Baskin with her leopard print. Like, come on. That's that's your whole personality? It's a bit on the nose. The whole thing is twins. 
All they eat is Twinkies. <laughs> I saw you thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I wonder what he's going to come up with here. <laughs> Their favourite song is Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. <laughs> um, favourite movie is Twins. The sisters had dated non-twins or do you know you know there's a name for for in the twin community what's a non-twin for people who are it's like don't a, have a twin it's like a muggle exactly we're called singletons so not the most creative name uh, they had dated non-twins or singletons as they called them but always dreamed of marrying another set of identical twins because it's their whole personality mm. quote I think for a lot of people in the dating world, specifically singletons, they are looking for their other half. We already had another half, a literal other half, Brittany Holy. said, holds for laughter. Uh, and we each previously had experiences where we dated people who were annoyed that it was not them who was considered the other half, but the four of us all understand the twin thing. Well, you know, there's probably something to be said about that. After welcoming their set of children, the family of six all live under one roof. Mm. We parent-trapped ourselves and everything is non-stop. We, what does that mean, we parent-trapped ourselves? Does that mean they swap? <laughs> well, parent-trap... I don't forget what the trap is. Parent-trap is that Lindsay Lohan movie yeah, it's where they, they the try twins, to get their... The separate twins. They try to get their, their parents their, back together. Yeah. But what was the trap? Like that they well, just they, came <laughs> under false pretenses. They, they tricked them into meeting up. But they didn't. Yeah, I know. So okay. um, we are very happy with our two baby boys. If we do expand our families, we would hope to be lucky enough to experience overlapping pregnancies together again, Brianna. Hang on. Sorry. So Jet and Jax, there was one each. I thought one of the oh, people had twins. So they're, they're going to be shunned. So they're, they're singletons. Oh, my gosh. They didn't have twins. They must be so disappointed. Little Jet and Jacks. That maybe that's why they gave them those names. Oh, it also means that they would have had to talk about that to get the Js. So they must have decided what it you together. Thinking here? Are you thinking, yeah, if one side went, well, we were thinking like Charlie. Mm. What happens if you agreed to Jet and Jacks, but then one comes nine months later and they go, Stephen. <laughs> and you're like, well, you flip a table and walk out and say, you are no twin of mine. Let's- I wonder how many twins swear off each other. You know, are there estranged twins? Probably. It probably goes one way or the other. Because, you know, in Friends, Phoebe's, her identical twin is a bit like that. Phoebe has an identical twin in Friends. Yeah, I mean, I watched Friends. I genuinely didn't know that. No, they did it because Lisa Kudrow was on another show when she was cast. She played like a bit role in this other show that was on at the same time where she played a waiter. And they thought that was a bit strange to have those worlds... Someone, I don't understand why they thought that would be strange. But then as kind of like a joke on Friends, they have that character, uh, what's Ursula, I think her name is, who's a waiter. And uh, Phoebe kind of is like, they're not as strange, but they kind of don't really get along. And she's like, there's a storyline where one of them is like, hey, I saw you today and you wouldn't respond to me kind of thing. And that's when it's revealed that she has this twin sister that she never talks about. Do you think their favourite chocolate is Twinks? You've used Twinks, didn't you? Hey, <laughs> wasn't that your first one? Did you know Vin Diesel has a twin? I didn't. He has a fraternal twin, Paul Vincent, who looks like, sorry, 
Come around and have a look. He looks like an IT guy at a high school. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Bit of difference. So they're not identical. Fraternal. So, yeah, not identical. Okay, break four. What does he do? He's not in the movie business. He's a film editor. Slash IT department at a high school. Sure, why not? Break four. That film thing, the clip from uh, Sixth Sense featuring Carl, I think it's proof that he's an excellent actor. First time hearing it, Zach. What do you think? Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, I also thought that it was proof that unless maybe they did it with Ricky, which is possible, um, like maybe Ricky goes, include this, this, and this. But I thought it was proof that Carl knows what's funny about himself mm. because he included an old man eating a Twix. Uh, he included... Yeah, he included all the references. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Um, put me on the spot. Can't it, think it was like it. two or three, but I was thinking, oh, you know that these are funny because you've included them here. Unless... Unless Ricky said, hey, make sure you include these things. Um, but, yeah, especially for the time, quite creative too in the sense that, you know, editing would have been a bit harder back then. Oh, the little donkey. You didn't come to see me in little donkey. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and even technical thing that I've always been impressed by is you can hear the sound quality of his dialogue sounds like it exists in the scene. Mm. Because whenever I've tried to make something, if you take something with uh, from a movie which has Atmos and it's been mixed and also maybe you're grabbing it off YouTube or whatever, to then you insert yourself, it very much sounds like you're in a radio studio talking into a professional microphone. Like it just doesn't sit in the same space. Mm. But Carl is evidently such a technical whiz. He uh, was able to do it, able to give a great performance. Love it. It's love a great to- feature. I love too that forward. they play it twice, mm. um, which is a classic radio thing as well, except uh, these days you'd kind of just like cut. You would never say we're going to play it again later. Well, it's unlikely you'd do that. You'd just go like um, you're really – it's, but it's like as if then it's like if they don't play it again, you're never going to hear it. So like, hey, if you're just getting in the car now, don't worry. Stick around. We'll play it in about 30 minutes. Yeah. We're close to getting all of the segments. There's still the um the song, songs of phrase still to come, but we're almost like fully formed here. Almost. How long does this segment go for? A while. Does it really? Yeah, so yeah. Does they, do a lot. A, they do a bunch of different films, like yeah. uh, every week. Just about, yeah, wow. for for a, for a long run, actually. Um, in break five, Carl circles back around to the first ever monkey news about Oliver, the monkey who uh, tried it on with the uh, zookeeper's wife. He's found the same story from a different source. To Carl, this validates that it is a true story. Uh, Apenauts.org is still operational, Zach. Oh, my goodness. This looks looks like like the oldest website in existence. Famous monkeys through history. I remember making websites like this. Has not been updated all the way down the bottom. Oliver. It's just a table. Unusual in that he walks in a bipedal gait and enjoys the company of people, or did when he was younger. He was originally brought to the US with 12 other chimpanzees, but immediately stood out as different. He learned to drink, enjoy coffee and beer and smoke cigars. In the evening, he would sit in the sofa and watch television. If his caregivers were out of coffee, he would walk into the kitchen, pour a cup and take it into the den. As he got older, he made sexual advances on the wife and as a result was sold. 
And as uh, Steve says in the show, it says right here in front of me, now living in retirement in Texas. It's actually fascinating now that I see a picture of Oliver because I've seen a TikTok about Oliver recently and it was a different myth that they were debunking. What was that one? It was, uh, you know how you can kind of like stitch on TikTok so like you can kind of reply to videos. It was the original one was suggesting that Oliver had a picture of Oliver. I think it was Oliver, just judging by the picture, was a half human, half ape as the result of a human and an ape having sexual intercourse. And the person who debunked it goes, no, this is a real ape or chimpanzee or monkey. I'm not sure exactly what it is. But, he goes, but yeah, he was unusual because he did stand and walk like a human kind of up on hind legs. But it's just straight up, uh, not a half human. They That might be a different chimp because oh, later they, that comes he up as brings well. that. Um, oh, it looks a lot like Oliver. Yeah, I want. I I wonder if it. To be fair, that is the smallest picture in the world that I'm looking at. (laughs) It's like ten pixels by ten pixels on this old website. There's a documentary that Carl's super the the humanzy. What's uh, (laughs) a humanzy? Um, what is it? It's got a it's it's got a name like Oliver. Oliver. Sorry, everyone shouting at their phones right now. Um. And then they later, like they then all watch it, and then the following week, you know, are just Steve and Ricky are tearing it to shreds, saying it was obviously uh, a chimpanzee that that they just milked. Not literally, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the way that you say that they all watched it and then came back to talk about it in the next week reminds me of another thing from this episode where they're giving away the movie. And he mentions, oh, it's actually on the TV tonight, though. Mm. And I thought, oh, I've not heard that phrase in years. Yeah. Like, oh, they're playing that tonight. Because who cares? Who yeah. cares what free-to-air is playing? Because I'm never going to watch a movie with streaming and with, you know, iTunes and whatever. You've it's never you've every single movie you could watch whenever you wanted. Yeah. You don't have to wait till it's on at eight thirty at night on the feature, the Saturday night feature. Yeah, but if Seven Mate are doing a Rocky Marathon, and by that they mean one each night, not one, not them back to back. If it's on, I will. I'll watch it till the ads. Really? Yeah, I like the idea of other people watching it at the same time. Well, to be fair, I don't have like my TV can't pick up. Oh, you're one of those people. Not not out of like uh, judgment. I just don't know. When we moved into our house, I'm like, I can't figure this out. How to connect it to like the antenna it's an or whatever. aerial cable? Couldn't find it. Oh. I was like, I'm just gonna connect my phone. So I do watch free to air TV sometimes through the app, but mainly just sport. Steve and Ricky don't accept that apenauts.org is a reliable source, and they go through another email from Richard Dicky Anders, and then he breaks six. The idea for uh, different movies that Carl could be in comes up. Some of them they they do. Some of the ones mentioned. Um, Rockbusters questions, including the sound clue, the audio clue, which uh, it's just unpleasant. It is unpleasant to listen to. I also think that um, the Rockbusters are pretty good this week, aren't they? The the normal traditional clues. So it's like, what? What's the issue with it? I it's, don't get what's the. Pro- I know some of the ones in the weeks before have been poor, but surely I guess he they think they're going to run out of artists. Mm. Yeah, Carl's it, what is trying. it this week? It's two Aussie. It's two Eminem, Auss- which is more New Zealand, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Say him. 
Say him and him. Him and him. Does that sound like Eminem? <laughs> him and him. <laughs> now be a New Zealander saying him and him. Him and him. Now point to two twins and say him and him <laughs> as a Jamaican fella. <laughs> okay. Sorry, this chair is so annoying and squeaky. In break seven, monkey news about Has the Has mon- it been squeaky since the cyst? Are they linked? Maybe. Maybe it's not the chair at all. Maybe. What, you, what do you mean? It's air coming out of the cyst hole. Oh, no. I'll need you to check it for me after we record, please. Well, when you think about it, your hips are the hinge of the body, aren't they? They really are. I've always said that. Mm. So if anywhere was going to squeak. Yeah, and which that, mine often do. That's where your uh, cyst is. No, it's at my tailbone. Yeah, the body hinge. My butt crack. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, monkey news about the monkey named Crap. What was special about uh, this monkey? It's um, the first monkey to have its name tattooed on its head. Congratulations. I did find a, a, a photo of the monkey with the tattoo, and it's it's not fun. It was being experimented on, and uh, for some reason it had crap tattooed on its head. Oh, that's sad. Um, yeah, it's not good. They get into a discussion about uh, how they react differently to that information as, you know, the... What what is interesting and what's about it and that can what is interesting what is valid, um, what is fact what is fiction, and that can conversation continues, uh, and Carl says he he wouldn't want to he brings up the five thousand year old man the frozen man that they found he's uh, saying he wouldn't want an investigation into how he died he thinks even if he was murdered which was which is a theory it was ages ago so get over it so interesting that he's not interested by it don't you think. Because yeah. finally, it's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Find out um, what this person's life was like. But Carl doesn't seem to think that there's any benefit of of investigating that. He's not intrigued into finding out what life was like for the for people in that time. To even just consider that that's like you know what would what would what would it be like to be alive in those times? Find out their diet. You know what. Also, he kind of goes like um, someone's getting paid for that. Yeah. There's this kind of idea that every job in the world is coming from the same kitty. Yeah. <laughs> and like, but obviously that's not how it works. But also like scientists doing that type of work, I don't imagine are driving Ferraris. <laughs> like I, don't, I think it'd be pretty small money, wouldn't it? Or do you think it's, uh, it's a pretty good coin? Uh <laughs> kind of car would they be driving <laughs> well what's the they're not going to sell it to the highest bidder they're not going to like find it wearing some trendy caveman clothes if you and then find it do you is it finders keepers losers weepers because i think it is finders keepers if you found like some jewelry or something like from you know Roman times or something. Do you get to keep that? You do, If right? you found an iceberg, man, what would you go, it's mine, I'm taking it home. No, well, what, what's the deal? I, I assume you don't own it because it's a human body that's not yours. But if you took the ring off the off the frozen man, <laughs> is that robbing a corpse? Probably is. Zach, you found this body. Uh, looks like there's a little ring tan line on the, the ring finger. Do you... Was there a ring when you found it? No, 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 no. That's totally unrelated. Oh, okay. I just see you're wearing a very, looks a very a ring that looks like it fits exactly, mm. and it's got engraved Neanderthal. 
Yeah, yeah. That yeah. I mean, so or grew. Did you did you or see some type of uh, grunt, which I assume they identified <laughs> as? I heart grunt. <laughs> That's how they wrote. Yeah. Oh, there's just like a it's some cave art, you know. We've only ever seen yeah. one. Ca- there's a buffalo <laughs> yeah. and a couple of stick men chasing it with uh, spears. So anyway, you did steal it. Okay, yeah. Well, finders keepers rule uh, well, applies. What, what's how long? Because here's the thing: if the body disintegrates and the ring's still there, I'd probably be allowed to take it, wouldn't I? <laughs> but I'm not allowed to dig up a coffin. And take the jewelry out. So obviously beyond that timeline, there's a point which you're allowed to rob a grave. I think if you if you trip over, like if some ice is melting, you know, global warming, it's probably going to expose some uh, Ice Age humans. If you trip over them on a hike, mm. then sure, help yourselves to their jewelry. I don't know where they're getting the ju- where they would have gotten the jewelry from, but yes, if there is some earth. Between you and the loot, then that's probably where you got to draw the line. How about, uh, I imagine that when uh, Europeans went into the pyramids, that's grave robbing, right? Yes. I mean, there was a lot of issues with what Europeans were doing then, I guess. So, um, yeah, that's probably the least of the... But then a lot, uh, like a lot of... I guess a reason like the, why Tutankhamun is so known is because his was found mostly uh, untouched. Most of the uh, oh, the, the, the more opulent robbed. had been robbed, and and uh, the gold had all been melt, melted down. And uh, and why on. was this one still intact? Was it because it I think was it just so had, well it hadn't buried? been found? Uh, like they just you know hadn't been gotten hadn't to. got it to you. Yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> the the Zacks of the world had. Hey, okay, hang on. <laughs> I'm just speaking hypothetically. I have no plans to rob any pyramids. Just imagine you in like the late 1800s in Egypt with just like a pharaoh's hat on. <laughs> finders keepers, losers weepers. Is finders keepers an actual law? I guess that's that's the bottom line of what my question is. Isn't it um, possession is 90% of the law? I don't even really understand that. Yeah. Is finders keepers a uh, law? Here we go. Does the finest keepers rule apply? Under the criminal code in Queensland, the answer to this is no. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping a lost item or sum of money for your own use without taking reasonable steps to reunite it with its true owner Mm. is a form of stealing. Stealing by finding. It is interesting. But what if you find it on a body? The owner, you know where the owner is. (laughs) They've got no use for this. Well, I guess you didn't have reasonable steps to... Mummified cat? To I can take find it. the family. Yeah. Um, it does seem like that taking reasonable action is a lot of the law. You know, like a lot of laws... Make an effort. A lot of laws aren't hard cut. They're just like a, what a reasonable person would find. Like a lot of them are phrased like that. What a reasonable person will find. And I guess that's why you have a jury, right? They're, they're a in community in radio standards as well. It's like what is what is the community standard? Yeah, I think maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because <laughs> you they don't have a list of language. There's no list of words you can't say in Australia. It says you can't use language that the community would find offensive. Well, what's that? Yeah, which community? Yeah, what is? Was there a specific law you were thinking of? No, okay. I think I'm probably thinking of. <laughs> The, the radio codes and practices now that you mention it. Because yeah. that would be the deepest I've dove into the laws. Yeah. 
even though if you like take extra samples, you know, if there's a place that's offering free samples, if you take a bit more than your share, then what's reasonable? But see, that's what you could argue in court. It is a reasonable, a reasonable human would take more than one. Mm. Your Honor, these are delicious. Well, that's what you'd have to prove. <laughs> what they would do is the, the defending lawyers would set up some type of um, uh, samples outside the court <laughs> when the jury's coming in. And then there would be a hidden camera and they'd be like, this man is guilty. He stole all of these samples. And they go, well, hang on a second. Let's take a look up on the big screen, shall we? No, 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 no. <laughs> See the judge hoeing in on it. And the judge would be like, gavel, gavel, gavel. All right. I've seen enough. Not guilty. Through a mouth of <laughs> delicious food. Uh, so where are we up to then? We get into break nine, Rockbuster's answers. Uh, we find out Carl has no tattoos or piercings. But Tattoo Stan gets another mention here and he brings up brings up the guy who kept his dad's tattooed skin after he died. A bit mm. morbid. Um, yeah, it is. It's just sad really too. Yeah. You could maybe turn it, like uh, get the same design made as a piece of artwork or something. But get the design maybe on not the skin. tattooed yourself. But, yeah, just getting like a cheese grater and slicing it off. Uh, but then Mark, Pil- Mark Pilkington, our Mark, our kid, uh, gets a mention on the show. He had a tattoo uh, well, uh, and a piercing. Uh, and then that gets on to that Carl hasn't seen his siblings in a long time. And the last time he saw his sister in a car park in Wales, she got annoyed because she showed him a picture of her newest baby and this was his response. I thought, so, well, there's no point showing it me. All babies look the same. <laughs> Which isn't true, by the way. It's it's once you have had a baby, you can tell the difference. <laughs> it's kind of like um, I have two. Well, sorry, you, until semi recently, I did have two black greyhounds, mm. and uh, people can't tell them apart when they see them in the street. But I can tell them apart instantly because you know I'm used to it, mm. and I think it's the same with babies. So if you're not around babies a lot, that probably is a common misconception that they all look the same. Mm. So there was no point of view. No part of you that was worried that perhaps you'd go to daycare to pick up little peaches. And I'd take home. And go, well, I hope this is the right one. Well, the handy thing is she'll run towards me. Well, that's that's very so handy. So th- there's she's there'll be a now. group of kids. Impressive. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> I call her name. Oh, it must be that one. The one that runs towards me and yells, "Daddy, Daddy." <laughs> it must be. It's a little life hack for parents out there. Uh, they end on the new segment, a song for people who enjoy the work of Deep Purple, and that is Season 2, Episode 24. Next week, Episode 25, we get into the infinite monkeys on an infinite number of typewriters. That theory oh. is hotly debated. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, we hear Carl in the movie The Graduate, and Carl has a brutal Valentine's Day question for Steve, yeah. all that and more. He doesn't hold back with Steve. Next week on the show, thank you to our content director who is letting us get away with this, Robert Jailbird Banks, our fearless leader. Contact us, carlypilkboyspod at gmail.com, Instagram, Zach's on TikTok, Patreon, blah, blah, blah. Zach, see you next week. Bye. But yeah, I don't know what we're talking about there.